0: I feel like I must have left my sermon notes laying around somewhere. Joanne hit on two of my main scriptures this morning. <laughs> and that's great. That uh, may be a little insight from God, a little push in the right direction. Well, again, Happy New Year. So let me ask you this question. What's new with you? What's new? Anything new Did you? Get any new stuff for Christmas? Anybody get new stuff for Christmas? Well, you got some. I can see you are nodding your head over there. I bet you other people did too. Anybody get some old stuff re-gifted? <laughs> maybe some of that, maybe you're not really aware of that, <laughs> or aren't supposed to be. Uh, tell me something. Do you feel different today than you did yesterday? I mean, really different. When I was a kid, I would wake up every New Year's Day, and, and I would expect that the day would somehow feel different. And, and I especially expected that I would feel different. You know, it's a new year, something special happened. We got up, we shot fireworks, we, we watched the ball drop, we, or the pickle, or whatever, you know, or the big branch, and we, we saw a celebration... And then you get up the next day, and shouldn't it feel different? But a lot of the times I was disappointed. At, yeah, there was some football on, and there was lots of extra snacks around, and maybe we had a little bit of family over, but, but it really wasn't that much different from the day before. It, it didn't feel new, no matter how much enthusiasm I had for it. Now, in, fight, in spite of... Uh, feeling like yesterday today is in fact a new day and it is a new year here's something to wrap your mind around think about this for a moment today is yesterday's future did you catch that did you need it again (laughs) today is yesterday's future Don't we always look to the future for the things that are going to happen? We look to the future, and we we usually kind of put those things as something down the road, something a little distant, something a little far off. We don't think of those future planning events and goals and promises. We don't think of them as immediate. But we are in the future. Today is yesterday's future the future is as close as every new day every new day new year's resolutions like uh, eat less go to the gym more make new friends sleep more or maybe it's the opposite sleep less Uh, better yet read more books this year that's a good goal but all these things that we promise to ourselves and all the things that we promise to God are usually future-based. Down the road a bit. I'll get to it. Somehow, we never really seem to get around to most of them, do we? A lot of it goes by the wayside. So, so the new things never get started, or they get started but are never really finished or continued with the promises that we make to god they they don't get kept and it's kind of the same old same old new year's resolutions are not a new thing they really aren't historians think that the first new year's resolutions are made or were made by the babylonians about 4000 years ago Uh, They would hold a massive 12-day celebration for the new year. And and during that celebration, they would crown a new king or they would reaffirm their connection to or their loyalty to the the old king, the reigning king. And they would make promises to the gods to pay their debts and to return anything that they had borrowed that year. That was their resolution. As far back as 4,000 years ago, we have actual you know, tablets that show that kind of stuff. Before Jesus was born, in the Roman times, the Romans tinkered with the calendar, and they made January the 1st the beginning of the new year. In fact, they, they even named January after the two-faced god Janus, who looked in two different directions at the same time. Let me see if we can get old Janus up there. There he is. They thought of him as... This God who looked back in one direction at your past and forward in the other direction at your future. And uh, so they would offer offerings and they would make promises that usually weren't really kept. For the Christians, when we came into the Christian era, they continued to do something like this. They continued to do resolutions of a kind. But the start of the year wasn't a time of empty promises. It was a time of serious reflection on their lives in Christ. They spent time reflecting on their their sins or mistakes of the previous year, and they resolved to do better in the future by submitting to God and praying for his strength to make changes. Around the year 1740, John Wesley, anybody know who John Wesley is? Around 1740, John Wesley uh, started a kind of service in his church um, that he called a covenant renewal service. And I love this idea. It was usually held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Now, maybe you come from a tradition that that held a variation on this. Uh, If you have ever been to a watch night service, watch night services are the spiritual descendants of Charles Wesley's covenant service. Now, these weren't just an alternative to New Year's Eve parties, although I think sometimes we did them like that, but they were supposed to be times of serious conversation with God, a time to make resolutions for the coming year about your relationship with God. It was a time to be made new again, a time of renewal and commitment. One of the amazing things about being a Christian is that when we come to faith, we are made new. And Here's that first verse that Joanne read this morning. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. In Christ, we are new. In Christ, we get a brand new start. The Holy Spirit of God comes to live in you and in your spirit. And your spirit, which was dead in sin, is made alive. It's made brand new. Now, for some people, that happens pretty dramatically. You know, big, big changes, all kinds of bells and whistles and fireworks going off. It's an obvious change in their life. But you know, for others they don't necessarily automatically feel any different it feels like the same old year but you know our faith is not based on our feelings whether we feel new or not god says we are new that's an objective reality from god's position and we serve the god of new if you want an encouraging word to look up this morning Uh, or this afternoon, don't do it right now, but maybe afterwards, Uh, you can look up that word new in your Bible app or in your concordance. And and you'll find, as I did, that there are all kinds of beautiful discoveries in that journey. There's lots of serendipity in it, and I think you'll be encouraged by it. One of the verses uh, that popped up in the middle of my search was uh, another one that Joanne read this morning. And that comes from Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Some of you are probably singing the chorus in your head, right? New every morning. You know that one? I'm not going to sing it for you because, well, because. Because. <laughs> Lamentations is a fairly dark book. You ever read it? It's full of lament. <laughs> it's full of complaint. It's full of, you know, there are lots of bad things going on. We're still in captivity. There's all of the things that happened when people were, you know, the history of when they were taken from their home. There's the, the what happened to them in captivity. And some of, the, some of them were really terrible things. And, and these laments are all about that. You know, we need to discover lament in our Christian faith. There are times for us to mourn. There are times for us to to say to God, but what about this? Even if it's just him drawing our attention to that situation and helping us to process and work through it. You know, times for lament. But here we are in this book of Lamentations. It's only five chapters long, and right in the middle of it in, in chapter 3 and verse 22 and 23, it says this. It talks about God's great love. And, and in the middle of what we're going through, because of God's great, great love, that's why we're not consumed by the circumstances. In fact, God has never taken away his love, he's never taken away his compassion. And it's new every morning. His compassion and love never wear out. They, he never gets tired of them. He never gets tired of expressing them or feeling them towards you. God's love and compassion are new every morning. They go on and on, whether we feel them there or not. Because feelings don't determine reality. Whether you feel it or not, in Christ you are new. And the implications of that are staggering if you think about it. I mean, we could go on and on, do a whole series. The old is gone, the new has come. When the Babylonians and the Romans looked back in their process of New Year's, when they looked back They they saw how they had messed up, and maybe badly, and, and then they hoped to do better. But when the ancient Christians looked back, they didn't see defeat. They sure saw the failures, but they also saw opportunity. And they brought that to God, and they prayed through for God's strength. So that they could learn from their sins so they could learn from their mistakes and and to go forward and become more like christ the examination of the past didn't beat them down you ever get stuck in the past happens to me sometimes almost always about three thirty to 4 o'clock in the morning and i start thinking i need to sleep because i gotta get up in three hours or whatever you know but it's right about then that the devil starts swinging this against your door all the past all the mistakes all the sins all the hurts and all the people you've hurt all those things they they come to you at that late hour in the morning but you know god's people the ancient christians and and even those in in wesley's day they knew that in Christ, they were a new creation. And that allowed them to go forward. God had given them something new. And in it, as a new creation, they could do and they could be new things. Not in their own power, but under the power and the strength of God. I, I really love the words that God said through the prophet Isaiah to his people, and I'm really loving it that Joanne didn't get to this verse. (laughs) Isaiah spoke to God's people and said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, for God's people, it's not that the past didn't exist, and it's not like the hurts didn't happen, and it's not like they didn't go through the terrible experiences that they went through and the terrible losses that they had. The actual memory of those things still existed. But God says it won't stay like that. God says that's not forever forever. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And that's what God was doing for his people in that situation at that time. The plan for release from Babylon and the return was already in motion. I can't wait to get back to our study in Revelation this year. Uh, It'll probably be a month or so down the road because we have a few things we want to do here at the beginning of the year. But... The thing I'm really excited about is that we're coming to the best part. The whole latter part of the book of Revelation is God's promise for you, and this is where you're going to end up eternally. You know, in a way, heaven's kind of a way station because because God is going to bring heaven and earth together, recreate the earth. We're going to be in this new Jerusalem. Let, Let me read for you what it says at the beginning of Revelation chapter 21 He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Who's the one seated on the throne? Anybody? You can jump in there. As Jesus is crowned, as Jesus becomes the king of the kings and lord of the lords, he's seated on the throne. Behold, I'm making all things new. He says, everything new. Everything. Our journey with Jesus starts with being made something or someone new and it continues to the descent of the new heaven and the new earth. That's a time when God will redeem everything and make all things new and restore the earth to its original beauty but it doesn't stop there. That's only the beginning. That's the new forever, the beginning of eternity. Because we're made new, we can be made continually new. We're human. and Boy, do we mess up sometimes. But the promise of newness doesn't end when we're born again. It's a renewable promise. When you mess up, When you sin, when you make mistakes, when you derail your faith, you can be renewed. That's God's promise. After the death and resurrection, ascension of of Jesus into heaven, just after the great speeches of Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 3, there is a really wonderful story about how uh, how Peter and John are going up to the temple to be praying. It's about, it even tells us the time. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a lame man who was being carried up to that same service starts shouting at them and asking them for money. And you might know Peter's response by heart, right? Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And the man was healed. And he ran around the temple, and he started jumping up and down. And all kinds of people, he started hanging on to Peter. He wouldn't let go of Peter. And he's jumping up and down in a circle. He's so excited. And all these people see this, and they begin to recognize the guy. They go, okay, that's, isn't that the guy who was laying, He couldn't walk? He was laying out there. For years he was laying out there. And they get this big crowd. In, in Solomon's colonnade. And they all start to come around and ask questions. And, and Peter sees the opportunity for a sermon. Now this is the new Peter. The old Peter would have, in this instance, he would have rebuked the people because he, he tells them, the people of God, that they had done something terrible. They'd done something awful. He told them that Jesus, the Son of God, the actual author of life, had come to them, and they'd handed him over to be killed. They'd disowned him before Pilate. But Peter, the new Peter, the one who would have been furious and out of control and angry and just rebuked a whole lot of them, he just says, now, fellow Israelites... I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. And then he tells them this. He says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Turn to God to God except that's not actually what the Greek says I I took a pretty close look at that and and what it actually says is repent then and return to God there's a big difference there these were God's people that he's talking to God's people had once followed God. They'd observed all of the things that God had told them to observe. And and other things started getting in the way. All this junk, all of these traditions and history and, and hand washings and all the things that just got in the way of their worship of God. And it got to the point that when God himself came to them, they didn't even recognize him. That's how far from God they were. And so peter says to them repent turn around go the opposite direction repent of your sin and return to god so that your sins may wipe out and so that you can be refreshed i love this part that's tagged on there And so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. This was not a very nice time that they were living in, the occupied time of the Romans, the the crucified Jesus weeks before. This was a difficult time, and he says to them, return to God, and he will refresh you. We use the word renew sometimes, don't we? Even God's people who had done something so despicable could be forgiven. They could start new life. And they could be refreshed, even after everything they'd done. So what does that say to us? Or for us? Renewal is part of the promise of new. And it became yours when you believed in Jesus and were made new. You were born again. No matter what you've done, No matter where you've gone, no matter how far you walk from Jesus, no matter how much you fall asleep in the light, to borrow Keith Green's phrase, you can be raised from the dead and given new life again. You can be renewed. I love that we pray for revival. You know, what does that word revive mean? means to wake the dead. <laughs> we're saying, oh, Lord, revive us again, you know. And, and we're saying, God, I'm, I'm dead in my sin. I'm dead. I've fallen asleep in the light. It, it, wake the dead. Wake me up. I'm a dead man. You know, that's kind of what revival is all about. It's waking us up. Renewal is yours if you want it. It's part of the gospel. It's part of the good news about living in the kingdom of God with Jesus forever. Yes, go ahead and look back at the past. Take a look at the past. But don't wallow there. Don't get stuck there. Seek and receive revival, renewal. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's the promise of the new Jerusalem. Pray and receive it from God. Now, we're about to do communion. We're about to share communion. The Lord's Supper, we call it. Let me offer you something this morning. You can make this into a service of renewal and recommitment. It's in your hands. When we bow our heads to Pray, tell Jesus how much you love him. Ask him to forgive your sins and the mistakes and the shortcomings of this past year. Sure, that's that's an important thing to do, to turn away from those things and ask him to forgive you. But give your life again to Jesus and, and really have a new year that's not the same old, same old. Have something new and live in it would you pray with me Jesus today on this first day of 2023 2023 we we recognize our need for your strength and for your spirit and your hope if we're going to be able to live for you in the coming days and months in these quiet moments in this silence that we're about to have Lord, we confess our sins and we receive your forgiveness and we await your renewal. We thank you for your love that is steadfast never ending for your never ending compassion you have compassion on us we thank you for that and we ask you to forgive us please fill us with your Holy Spirit raise us from the dead and make us alive in you again in Jesus name we pray Amen.